Welcome to The How of Business with your host, Henry Lopez, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here is your host. Welcome to The How of Business. This is Henry Lopez. and My guest today is my friend, Giuseppe Grammatico. Giuseppe, welcome back to the show. Henry, I, I appreciate it. It's been a while since we last spoke, so it thanks has. for having me again. <laughs> I know. I was looking at uh, the last episode we did together, and it was April, which has, has been a while. Wow. Yeah. But uh, of course, you and I talk as you, you've been my consultant, and we'll, we'll talk about that as I've been looking for a franchise, and and we stay in touch. So that's why I think it, it was surprising to me when I looked at how, how long it had been since you've been on the show. But welcome. Today, uh, Giuseppe and I, we're going to chat about, uh, we're going to start with some common myths about franchising. Then we're going to dive a little bit into this question of is franchising for you, investing in a franchise, that is. We're going to highlight some of my current uh, challenges and learnings and uh, some of the things that I've been going through is I've been searching for a potential franchise to invest in. And as I said, Giuseppe has been helping me with that as my uh, franchise consultant. And then he's going to share with us a couple of hot trends, hot segments that are emerging or that are really uh, getting a lot of activity in franchising, especially going into the new year, and a bunch of free resources that I have for you if you are interested in potentially or are down the path of maybe investing in a franchise. To receive more information about the Howa business, including links to the show notes page for this episode, and also to schedule a free coaching consultation with me, just visit thehowabusiness.com. So Giuseppe Grammatico is a franchise coach, a consultant, a speaker, an author, and he's a trusted partner of the How of Business. I've been working with him for quite some time now. He's an author, as I mentioned, of The Franchise Freedom, a new manifesto for your financial and time freedom. And that's one of the free offers that we'll talk about is being able to get a copy of his book. He also has his own podcast called The Franchise Freedom Podcast. And so Giuseppe was uh, previously a guest on my show back on episode 365. If you want to learn more about his interesting journey, how he got to where he is today as an entrepreneur, you want to go back and listen to that episode. Of course, we also dive into franchising on that episode, but he shared his journey. We shared some insights and experiences on franchising. And then after that, we also did an online workshop on how to select a franchise. And while you've missed that, the recording is available. And that's a great, another great resource for you to learn about franchises and what it's all about. So that's available at thehowabusiness.com. If you just go to the show notes page for this episode, I'll have a link there to that recording of that workshop that we did a few months ago. So with all that said, Giuseppe Grammatico, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Henry. I am looking forward to it. And uh, we had a blast last time. So looking forward to this one. Yeah, it's always a good conversation. And, you know, the reason I visit this topic of franchising so often is obvious. Lots of people that I talk to, including myself, are always interested in franchising. But where I'd like to start is there's also, as you know better than I, lots of myths, lots of misconceptions about what it is and what it isn't, right? Yeah, there, there, there are quite a few myths and, and I'm guilty of it as well, right? You know, in my beginning of my search, early 2000s, I thought franchising was all fast food and restaurants. You drive past them every day on your way to work or soccer practice, uh, McDonald's and, you know, all these other fast food restaurants. And that's simply not the case. And that's what I we talk about in the book, talk about on the show is that 
with franchising, there is literally a franchise in every single industry. So 4,000 plus franchise companies in the US alone, and they range from employment services to um, fast food uh, on the other side of the scale to even water and smoke restoration and mitigation. So there's literally a, uh, a franchise in every uh, industry. And not only that, the second myth, and that's probably because people feel like it's in fast food and in restaurants, that you need millions of dollars to, to invest in a franchise. And a lot of people I talk to say, I'm very interested, but I don't have that kind of money. And they are shocked by the uh, amount of money you actually need. So not only is it not millions of dollars, there are franchises that you can get in low six figures, if not less, uh, but there are also multiple uh, funding options. You know, most people don't know you can use your, your 401k, your retirement money to fund this uh, franchise, a franchise from a previous employer, uh, lines of credit, equity in your home. So there, there are so many different ways to fund it. And the investment level is significantly less, depending on the, obviously the option that you choose. Right. Yeah, no, great points. There's so many opportunities out there. And that's exactly mm -hmm. right. That's been my experience as well, Giuseppe is. Again, it, it's obvious because it's what we see. We drive down the street, we right. see retail, we see restaurants. And that's the perception that we've had. We've heard people talk about McDonald's as the, the uh, idyllic example of a franchise. Um, in fact, you know, Howard Johnson's was actually uh, recorded as or, or considered rather to be the first franchise, modern franchise. But yeah, it's that association with restaurants that people have, but there are so many different industries and we'll, we'll dive a little bit into, as I said, my search, which is not in the restaurant segment. So there's lots of opportunities out there. And as you said, at all types of levels of investment. So there's all right. kinds of opportunities there. The other myth, Giuseppe, that's very common, you know, and even as I was investigating a particular segment, I, I asked myself this question and that is, do I need to have specific experience in that particular industry? What, what do you advise people on that? Yeah, for the, for the most part, um, most of franchise companies do not require any experience. They don't even yet require business ownership experience, which is great. So uh, in many cases, this is a first-time business. And in most cases, it's an industry that uh, you never had experience in. You know, I, I, I come from the investment world and my first few franchises were in building maintenance. So um, and commercial cleaning. So for the most part, I'm not going to say hundred percent of the time there are, there is a small percentage of, of uh, franchise companies that do require some industry experience, but they prefer you don't have it. Right. So they can yep. essentially uh, train you from the ground up. So if you've had exposure in industry, maybe you're set in a certain way of doing things. So um, by not having that experience it allows you to be completely open, learn their way, you know, learn the ways of the system. So Yes, that, that is, a, I would say, top, uh, top three myths there. That would, that would definitely be number three. Uh, no experience needed. So um, they'll teach you from A to Z. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, it doesn't hurt if you've got some business knowledge, but your point is such a big one that often what happens is that business knowledge could be a detriment. In other words, I think I know how to do it. And then I'm not as open to learning the system that I'm investing in right. and taking their guidance. A good franchise will provide you that guidance, provides you that recipe on how to do this business. And uh, what they find is that if you don't have any experience, you're often more open to taking that in. Absolutely. Yep. Completely agree with there. Uh, there it's, it's, it's just the way it is. And, uh, but yeah, to, to your point, it's, it's not a, 
a negative to have some experience, but yes, they, they're very open. So your, you, you, your options open up as to the, of the number of franchises you can yeah. look at or the types of franchises. Yeah. So don't be afraid of, Oh, I know nothing about that business. Now I do think you want, want to have not passion about a particular industry, although that's great. If you do, uh, for those of you who've been listening to my show, you know, that I, I'm not that big on, I have to be passionate. I have to be passionate about the desire to build and grow a business, but you do have to have some interest. And so you, that's part of the vetting process is what I ask myself is this particular client or customer that you're serving in that business, is that something I want to be a part of, or I do, I not want any part of that. So I think you have to, do you have to be honest about that, but that has nothing to do with experience. Correct. All right. So the other area, and these two questions are kind of combined, mm-hmm. which is that the franchise is guaranteed because it's a franchise. It can't fail, right? It's been proven. And right. so all I got to do is give them my money and open up a location and, you know, it'll be successful. And also because of that, then I don't really have to put a lot of effort into my research or financial projections. To me, that's one of the more dangerous myths, Giuseppe. Yeah, those are those are two. Um... A franchise is a business, right? You, you still have risk. You could still go out of business. You're still investing money. So I tend to not call it the franchise industry. The industries are automotive industry, food industry. And, and I kind of, you know, I look at it that way. So with a franchise, obviously there's going to be risk. You mitigate your risk with a franchise because they do have those proven systems you do have the support of the franchisor. They're there to train you, show you the proven business models. But it's not just put the down payment or pay the franchise fee and, and then you know fold your arms and hopefully everything works out. There, there's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, the benefit is that you get up and running much quicker. You're not right. figuring out the CRMs and the vendors and things like that. So major benefits. But this is a business. Let's call it what it is. It's a business with risk. Um, it just have the advantage that the coaching, the proven business model and, and the constant support. Yeah. The, the big thing is that proven business model that has worked elsewhere. That doesn't Correct. guarantee that it'll work in the location that you open, but you have a much higher probability that it will. But the other thing is, to your point, you can't sit there with folded arms. You still have to put the work in. It's not going right. to magically happen, right? We wish, right? And, and yeah. if that were the case, I'd buy a few of those. <laughs> yeah, but, I'd have uh, quite a quite a few of them already. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you, you you have to follow the system. You have that coach, and uh, as as I mentioned, it, it's a business just like anything else. So to to your point on, um, I, I wanted just to touch on on, on passion, and that's uh, I get that all the time, and we we talked about that on a on a previous podcast with a friend of mine. And the biggest, the biggest thing about passion, about passion is it's not necessarily the end product, right? Or, or the service you have to have interest there, but the passion is, why are you doing this? And I go back to your why, you know, is, is, is your why spending time with your family and time freedom and financial freedom? A lot of franchises, as I mentioned, they're, they're, they are systems in place. So the one thing I, I would focus on is, okay, a lot, you know, I have 10 franchises in front of me. They can all get me to where I want to be. But which, you know, what is the ideal franchise, uh, franchisee's role, right? What are they doing on a day-to-day basis? Is it B2B? Is it B2C? Are they talking with the end user? Are they, are they, are they doing more uh, referrals and networking and things like that? So um, all things being equal, take a look at what you want to be doing, uh, not what you should be doing to grow the business, but what you would actually enjoy doing. And there's literally a franchise for everyone if you put in the time and the work, uh, which which brings us to due diligence. 
um, you know, a, a franchise, the advantage of a franchise is they're going to give you everything on a silver platter. You're, you're giving a franchise ag- uh, agreement, the FDD, uh, franchise disclosure document, and that outlines everything. So you have the complete document, you have the financials in there, the investment range, the, in, in most cases, the earnings claim range of what the average franchisee is, is, is making. But yet you kind of have everything outlined there. And then you are given a list of franchise, uh, franchise, current franchisees to contact. So you're given everything. So you have the info. So we, we call that just your, your beginning of the due diligence phase. And then you have validation, which is the um, most important part, because now you can go back to franchisees and say, OK, I was given all this info. Realistically, what did you make your first year or what was your investment? your first year? Was it in line with the franchise agreement? Because the franchise agreement is, is giving you averages because they may have hundreds, if not thousands of franchisees in the, in, in the system. So you have that advantage of talking to as many franchisees as you like to, to really validate and make sure the uh, information is, is accurate, but it, it, not, not, not necessarily that it's accurate, but it's accurate given your situation. So if you are looking to run this semi-absentee and maybe keep your day job, you want to talk with more franchisees that are running it on the side versus, you know, doing it full time. So, because there's going to be some added costs built in for the extra amount of employees. So uh, definitely need to do your due diligence. It's given to you in that agreement and you have the franchisees, which makes it easier to access, but you still have to put the time in uh, to make sure it's a good fit for you. It is, it is amazing to me, Giuseppe, how often I talk to people who have invested in a franchise Mm -hmm and they never read the FTD, at least they don't remember doing so. They, they, it sounds like they didn't read the franchise agreement because they're, you know, they don't even know what the major clauses are. Right. They just, again, the high level mistake here is that, oh, it's a franchise. It all must be good. And it's a perfect fit for me. And to your point, every franchise is different. It's still on us and you, you should get some help to validate it, to vet it, to do your due diligence, to make sure that it is the right fit for you. Absolutely. I cannot, that, that's the, the biggest part of the process is I, I will coach you, um, you know, to, to ask the right questions and, and there's a certain order, you know, th- this is another, another thing that comes up is on the first call with the franchisor, they want to speak with franchisees. And I, and I, for the most part, I'll, I'll, I'll come back and say, you're not qualified yet to speak with franchisees. And, right. and the reason I say that is because you don't know the industry well enough and or the franchise system. You just had an intro call. You typically have two or three calls before you speak with franchise owners because you want a, a better understanding of the business model, not just what they do or the product or service, but how it all works to support so that you can ask very specific targeted questions yeah. and be respectful of the franchisees time and That's say, right. OK, these are the three questions you know, you know, one, two, and three, what do you think? And, um, you know, would you do it all over again? What did the franchisor do for you during COVID? I mean, that, that's the, the big question. Did they step up? Did they pivot? Uh, did they grow? Um, you know, were, were there setbacks? You know, ask those difficult questions because it's your right as, as a potential franchisee to have access to all this information. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. And that, that was my experience. We'll dive a little bit more into that here in a minute, but let's talk a little bit more about is a franchise for me and, and kind of some of those key things. One of the things that I often talk about, you and I may have chatted about this the last time you were on, mm-hmm. which is what I, I kind of call it the entrepreneurial spectrum. And, and you have to be honest with yourself on where you fall. And of course, that's harder to assess if 
this is your first time doing a business because you may not know, but there are questions that you can ask yourself to kind of identify your personality or your approach and what it might be. And that is that some people fall to one end of the spectrum where they're very open to somebody else telling them how to run the business. Here are the systems. Here's how you do this. Here's how you do marketing. Here's the process you follow. Here's the tools that you will use. You will use these recipes and not vary from it. Mm -hmm. uh, to borrow an analogy from the food segment, but you know, recipe, I'm, I'm speaking generally. Uh, and there's, it's a very strict adherence to that. And I'm okay with that. At the other end is more towards I, where I fall, which is I can do it myself. I'd like to invent it from scratch. I want to create the rules. I don't want to play by anybody else's rules. Yeah, don't tell me how to do things. I've got it, right? So there, right. those are the two extremes. And a franchise, I think you have to be somewhere in that middle range, maybe even leaning towards to being okay with the fact that the franchisor is going to have rules, understandably. That's why it's a franchise, right? Mm -hmm. The magic, if we go back to food, uh, because everybody can re relate to it, is if I walk to a McDonald's anywhere in the world, it's pretty much the same. Right. And that's because of that adherence to the systems. So that's one of the keys to a franchise. And if I'm going to fight that from day one, then a franchise may not be a fit for me. Correct. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. I, I always say the number one reason for a lot of franchisees failing is that they don't follow the system. They don't follow the system. Uh, right. Which is, that's why you bought the franchises for the system. So yeah, I mean, systems are hard to, it takes years of, of and, and money, lots of money to, to develop a franchise. It's a proven business model. The franchisor has kind of figured it out on, on their dime. So um, I always, I don't talk about pros and cons of franchising. I don't really believe in that. I believe in more of asking the question in your business, we've decided a business is a good fit, right? We both, we all agree to that. So the question is, do you want the business built for you day one, or do you want to build the business from scratch? Mm -hmm. And with a franchise, obviously there's that unfair advantage, as I call it in my book, and as well as our, our, my uh, webinar on my website, we talk about the unfair advantage. The system is built. I can literally walk in 30 days, depending on the type of franchise, if it's a service business, in, in some cases, 30 days open up and start, you know, building or, or generating revenue day one, because they may have national accounts in place, or the system is requires you to go to other businesses or directly to homeowners. So offering a service or a product. So um, that is the, the unfair advantage as I call it, but yeah, it's, you know, it's not for everyone. So if your intention is to, you like the idea of a franchise of a, of a food, you know, food and restaurant, fast food, and you want to start adding products to the menu, I would, that would be a major red flag to me. <laughs> yeah. And it would be a major red flag to the franchisor. Exactly. With that being said, I don't know if I, I talked about this on our, you know, back in April, but the $5 foot long at Subway was actually developed by a group of franchisees. Oh, sure. So, yeah, yeah. so, you know, so they do corporate will take your input, but that's not, it's not on you to change the system. No. Yeah. You can't just add things. Now, again, some franchises are looser about that, depending Correct. on what the product is or the services, you may well be able to add complementary services that they don't offer, for example, or partner with others. So there's, there's a broad range. And that's why, to your point, you have to make sure you know, the thing that you help people with that we'll talk about here in more detail in a moment is identifying what is your criteria. Uh, but before we go there, Giuseppe, what else? I want to look at it from the perspective of the franchisor for, for mm -hmm. a moment. Generally speaking, 
what else are they looking for when they determine? Because I think that's another misconception, by the way, that, you know, come one, come all. Right. Franchisors have to be selective as well to make sure that you're a fit for them, just like you're vetting them to make sure they're a fit for you. So what else are they looking for mm. to validate that you are potentially a good fit for them? Yeah, this is a very, very good question that no one really talks about. So I, I appreciate you bringing that up. So they, you know, the franchisor has in, in the very beginning, you know, they have that system in place. So they bring on their first couple franchisees and they, they start to figure out which, which are the most successful franchisees. They have a great system, but some fran franchise owners may do much better than others. So they're always constantly trying to figure out what are the common themes, right? Kind of yeah. building their their ideal franchise avatar. Like I have an ideal franchise, uh, potential franchise candidate that I talk to and they'll look at things such as, okay, have a great system in place. I have, I have people running this as an owner operator. Maybe they left their job and they're running this 40 hours a week to start. And then maybe, you know, maybe down the road become more semi-absent to doing it part-time. And there are others that will run it, um, want to run it part-time in the very beginning, maybe keep their job, see how the business goes, or they're treating it more as an investment where they may hire a key employee, like a, like a general manager to run the business. So they may, they may see trends to say, you know, we have one, one particular franchise that allows both, but now more recently have noticed people running at semi-absentee, it's just not working as well. They're just not as involved for whatever reason. So now they've kind of changed their criteria and said, going forward, we are only looking for candidates that are going to run this as, a, as an owner operator. And then, so that's, that's kind of how you're running the business. That's more of the hours and how just uh, from the very beginning, sure. but then they also look at personalities. Um, you know, there are certain franchises that are going to require you to be, you know, real, just sales warrior um, going um, for example, B2B coaching where you may be a great coach, but if their way of going about generating new clients is to go business to business, they want a sales warrior. So it may not be a good fit for more of the introvert that shies away from networking and maybe some cold calling and doing seminars and things like that. So um, personality is, is another major thing. And what I always tell everyone is that when you are, you know, we're going to work together. So we're going to, we're going to figure that out. But for someone doing the, the research on their own, um, that first phone call with the franchisor is really a two-way interview. It's yeah. you interviewing the franchisor, but they're also interviewing you. Absolutely. I mean, um, in the end, one of the final steps is for you typically to go to, and sometimes they do it virtually, but go to their corporate site. And yeah. that's that final validation on both sides. They're, they're, they're judging, are you going to be a good fit as well? Right. Yeah, they'll they'll actually sit down. Um, corporate office, the the founders, the owners will sit down and say, okay, whoever attended, which is typically the, the last phase, um, do we think they're a good fit? Uh, there have been cases, not not often, where after that meeting, it was it was good, good, good. After the meeting, uh, they came back and said, you know what? Based off of the meeting, we feel you're not, you know, the best fit uh, for the, you know, whatever. Maybe something has changed. Yeah. So it, it doesn't happen often, but it does happen. It but does happen, yeah, yeah it, it's there. They, you are an extension of the brand. Of course. So they want, they want the best partners. Uh, obviously motivations are in line, right? As you, as you bring in uh, revenue, typically 
on typically not not in every case, but your the franchisor is making money as a percentage sure. of your gross revenue. But they want oh, and it's good for the overall health of the system, right? It's it's Correct. the system is only as strong as those individual weak points, and so everybody has to play by the rules, do their best, and build strong individual units that make up a strong franchise system. Correct. Right. Because they want everyone to have the same experience. Going back Absolutely. to, you mentioned McDonald's. Yeah. If you go to McDonald's in New Jersey or you know in Florida, it's got to be the same food, same experience. So, um, it's, so it is protecting the overall brand that you're, you're buying into, the, the franchise. So yeah, the, so the franchise will, will in many cases have that avatar. Uh, another thing that they're looking at is financials. Uh, some people I work with, um, they'll, they'll tell me how much they want to invest and they're not open to the financials. Um, you know, not sure why, but you know, you have to provide financials. There are current net worth requirements, liquidity requirements. Why do they ask that? Well, they, if you have a hundred thousand uh, dollars sitting and that's all you have to your name and that's the franchise fee in the first couple months spend to, to run that business. They want to make sure you have you have some additional funds. Uh, how are you paying your rent or your mortgage and your personal expenses? What if the business takes a little bit longer, right, to, to get up and running? Maybe you didn't find your your um, office space right away, or if it's a retail location, it took a, a lot longer to find that space. So they want to make sure you have the funds to be successful, so that you're not investing and then praying and or just being really desperate to have that business come in day one. So they yeah. they want to make sure financially you can. You can afford it and you're not going to be financially stressed day one. Yeah. And that's such, that's such a big one. I talk about that all the time, as you know, Giuseppe on this show is that uh, people make, they cut corners. Yes. They don't have enough working capital. And the number one reason we run, we have to close our businesses. We run out of cash. So mm-hmm. that's a huge, and let me ask you, and I know this is a tough question. I'm just looking for at a high level generally, but at the low end, when we talk about you know the the money that I have to have available, um, generally speaking, again, I might be financing some of this, but typically I got to come up with some portion in cash because I don't I don't know of too many situations where I've I've never been able to get 100% financing. That's for certain, and that it might be possible, but highly unlikely. So typically, in my experience, if I'm going to get lending, I still got to come up with 20, maybe 30% of the of that in cash, but just from an overall investment, what's at the low end that you've seen generally total investment, not the cash I got to come up with, but total investment. What does that look like at the lower end? Yeah. So, so when we say total investment, we, yes. we so, you know, franchise fee, the, if I have to finish out a space or the equipment I might need to buy the initial working capital, the money that I need to get started, what does that look like at the lower end? Yeah, so so the total investment I would say is in that seventy-five to hundred thousand range. Okay, um, all in, and that's setting you up for reality that's, for success it, in reality. Yeah, it may be it may be, and every franchise uh, company does it a little bit different, by the way. So it's not the money you need day one, um, and obviously there, there's point, funding yeah. options. That's right. Um, but yeah, there's there's a training expense, IT expense, and it may be there may be six months of marketing built into that number into as well, number, as well as working capital, as we said. Correct. So they'll they'll give you what that looks like. It may be three months, it may be six, but I would say seventy five to one hundred thousand, where maybe you know at least you cover the franchise fee, so that may be 30 percent, and maybe get the the rest funded. Maybe an SBA loan, SBA Express, or or seven A loan. So. Um, that that's just about an average of what I've seen. Obviously, there's even smaller investments where the franchise fee is much smaller and it's work from home. But that's that's an average from what I've seen. 
Yeah. Thanks for sharing that because it's a reality check for a lot of the people that I work with. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what I always tell people is this, is, this doesn't mean this reality check doesn't mean, Oh, I'm never going to be a business owner. It just means you have to maybe delay that a bit, get your personal financial situation in order with the keep learning and researching with the focus and getting to that point so that I do have enough of the cash portion so that I do have the credit worthiness that it's going to take to borrow mm -hmm. perhaps a portion of that. And I think that's where a lot of times people have, that's another misunderstanding is that the franchisor will finance it. And I don't believe there's anybody who does that. They have relationships with lenders, but they're not going to provide the financing directly. Right. Yeah. Very, very few directly. Others will have relationships. Um, you know, it, it, if you, you kind of put it all in perspective, if in a summary of this topic, I, I would say 30 to 50,000 liquid with a hundred thousand dollar net worth. And that net worth is taking into consideration all your assets, your investments, retirement, the value of your home minus obviously the, uh, the, the mortgage, but, uh, yeah, very, very few franchises offer direct, uh, funding. Some, some will, uh, some French, some franchise companies will offer discounts, you know, vet, uh, vet, if you uh, serve in the military, um, 10%, 15% discounts on the first franchise fee. So, um, not on the total investment, but just on the franchise fee. So right. there are discounts available. Um, so yeah, there, there, there are a lot of options, but you know, in reality, any business is, is going to, is going to, um, cost money. And one, one, uh, comment someone made was like, that seemed expensive. And I said, well, compared to a startup, you still, you know, you're, you're setting up the system, figuring out your time is worth money. If you've been sitting on a startup for five years, what, what has that costed you versus taking action five years ago? So the uh, time value of money, we are, or lost opportunity costs as we call it. So, Absolutely. um, and figure, that support yeah. that you're going to get through, not just at getting started, but throughout that's invaluable as well. Correct. And in some cases, I'll, I'll, we were talking to someone in the painting space and, you know, I said, just the, he's like, well, I have a business. And I said, well, you, you get access to the network, just the, just the economies of scale, the discount on paint yeah, <laughs> alone made the, you know, he was looking at what I can save in paint costs was incredible. So th those are things to, I'm not saying that's the reason to get into a franchise, but. No, but it's definitely one the, of the reasons. It's one of right. the points. And, I, and that's one of my key points that I'll summarize in a moment on, on the benefits to look for. Before we do that, give me, we've been touching on a little bit, but you have a, a process that you help people with as a consultant. You call it the four-step franchise freedom process. Just at a high level, give me those four, four steps that I, there's a lot more to it. Sure. But what are those four steps at the highest level? Yeah. And it's the yeah, four-step franchise freedom podcast. It's very similar, believe it or not, to the, the process when you're working with a franchisor. But uh, it's to have an intro call, 20 minutes. Let's let's figure out what you're looking to do. Um, let's let's decide if we're a good fit. And let's, let's figure out together, not just me, but together, if franchising is the right fit. Um, we follow up with a, a second call. You know, we send a questionnaire giving us a little bit more feedback. And we set up a second call, a 60-minute consultation, a deep dive. What does your ideal business look like? It's that blank canvas. Is it semi-absentee, you know, 10, 20 hours a week? Is it full-time? Where are you located? Do you want to stay in New Jersey? Do you want to relocate to Florida? You know, where are you physically? Um, the number of employees, the, the, um, is it, is it, is it service-based? Is it retail? 
Um, so we do a deep dive, the motivations, what, what your ideal day looks like. So we, we spend an entire hour plus on that. I get that call, the first two calls, and I summarize it in a franchise model or a blueprint uh, that we send to you to, to review. And that's essentially going forward, we're going to use this, this model to base all our franchise recommendations. And our third call is to review two or three franchise companies that match that model. We give you the reasons why. You know, they, they check off the boxes for you. Um, and after that call, we make direct introductions, which is a, a major benefit of working with a consultant yeah. is that we can make the introductions and you get a call within 24 to 48 business hours versus going online and, and filling out an online form. And, and I've heard for the most time, not even getting, a, maybe just getting an autoresponder. So um, you're getting a call directly from the franchisor. And our process step four and going forward is, we help you every step of the way through the due diligence, not doing it for you, but guiding you through the process with questions you should be asking. You know, you should be speaking with franchisees and these are the questions you should be asking. So we, we guide you and help you narrow the, the search from three down to two and then eventually down to one great franchise, which is a, a great fit for you. And during the process, if you need a referral on uh, for funding, we have partners we work with, attorneys and things like that. So we essentially help you and we're a great resource to help you every step of the way. And how much does it cost to work with you? Uh, our fee, that's, that's another one. That's another great question. Sorry, there's no fee to you. No contract, no obligation, no fee. Um, so uh, there's no, basically no, 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 uh, no cost at all. We get paid directly from the franchise company only if you decide to invest in a franchise. So basically it's a time commitment on your end. And uh, as I always jokingly say, we work with the willing, the, the willing are, are the people that are looking to make change. If uh, you know, and, and I'll kind of end here. If your time, if your time frame is to buy a franchise two years from now, then we basically have one intro call. I, I, I'm very open about this and say, okay, let's talk about it. These are the things you need to get in line. Maybe get your financials, read my book. Let's talk again in six months. Um, typically if you start speaking with the franchise company, you want to have a, a shorter time frame. Maybe Absolutely. that's anywhere from one to, to three months because that franchise company is, is essentially going to be holding that territory, that location for you. So if you're really early in the process, we just have that intro call and I can help you a along the way. And then we do a follow-up later on to take that deeper dive. Yeah. I mean, uh, if that's where you're at, if you're early in the process or you need to go take care of your personal finances first, and there's a lot of learning that you can still be doing either by listening to Giuseppe's podcast, the book, my podcast, there's lots of resources out there for you to continue to educate yourself. And I would even, if you, if you kind of have an idea on a particular segment or type of business is, start observing that, become a customer of that particular type of business. So you, you can do a lot of work as you get yourself ready to make that decision. Um, all right, great. Thanks for sharing that. That's at a very high level. There's a mm -hmm. lot, as, as Giuseppe mentioned there, that he provides in a way of a service. And again, it doesn't cost you. It's like the realtor model. I was a realtor in my past as well. And so you can leverage this resource at no additional expense. So why would you not have this third party that's not invested in it uh, from the franchisor's perspective to give you that other objective point of view and to help you navigate this process? 
Um, let's talk a little bit more about my experience, because as I've mentioned a few times now, you have been helping me as my consultant, as I've been looking at a franchise. I shared this on the last episode, Giuseppe, that if you would have asked me, uh, I don't know, maybe two or three years ago, would you invest in a franchise? And I would have said, no, absolutely not. I like to create my own thing. I want to be in complete control. I'm a control freak. I'm, uh, I consider myself an entrepreneur. And so I, I just would not have looked at a franchise, but lots of things have happened since then that have kind of shifted my thinking. You spoke to quite a bit of it uh, a moment ago, which is that what I started to realize is, wait a second, I don't, there's a lot to inventing the business and the business model and proving that it's a business and a business model that people are going to respond to, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot in there, right. a lot of energy, a lot of money, a lot of time. If I tap into a good franchise, they've done all of that for me. Now I'm paying a bit for that, but they've done that. So it's that speed to uh, being able to get to profitability, hopefully faster. And so when I was coaching my cousin, Eddie, and looking for a new business now, gosh, three years ago, he vetted a couple of franchises. And that's when we ended up on a particular franchise that I am a minority investor in. And that really helped me think of and refocus because my very first business back in 1991 mm -hmm. was a franchise. So it's not like I didn't have any experience with franchises. So then now, most recently, as I've looked at what else do I do next, as there's some time that has opened up for me and my schedule, I was looking for a semi-absentee business. And that's something that, that you helped me with identifying what does that look like? And then narrowing down, here are some potential franchises to evaluate that meet that criteria. And as we just talked about, that are looking for those types of investors, those types of owners. And so we've gone through that process. And it was interesting for me to kind of have those things. I think the one of the key things that you helped me with, and, and listen, I'll be honest, when you sent me that questionnaire, which is, as you mentioned, part of what you do at, at the beginning steps, I was like, oh, God, I don't want to fill this out. <laughs> so you know what I want. But you know what? In retrospect, I should have taken more time to fill it out. And that's why you require that because it would have maybe give some more thought and validate what I already had as maybe a, an idea of what my criteria is. And that's so important, I think, Giuseppe, is to be clear and get help from somebody like you because I don't know all of the questions to ask. You do. This is what you do for a living every day is to help people find the right fit for them. And therefore, part of that, in my opinion, is what is your criteria? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, this is all about you. This isn't a one size fits all. So we, we, we like to get specific. And I tell everyone, you need to be open and you need to be honest. And that's why, <clears throat> excuse me, that's why we, we have that, um, that questionnaire is because some of the questions require thought. You know, I talk about getting your family involved. Your family is going to be affected by this decision. So, um, you know, don't don't pick. Well, don't don't tell me the answers. Well, this will probably make me more money. Put all that aside. There's plenty of franchise companies that will make you money. But what's what's most important to you? If you're a sales machine and you did really well in the past, but you don't want to have that role in the business, let let's let's talk let's talk about that. You have that decision. Again, we mentioned in the beginning of the show, 4,000 plus franchise companies. So get specific. Um, you know, we're, we're going to empower you and, and get you at the same level as everyone else with the information needed. But you just need to be open with me and tell me, 
I don't want to work nights and weekends. I don't want a lot of employees. Does that even exist? Don't worry about that. that that's for me to help you figure out. Just be honest, create and, and write down the life that you want, the schedule that you want. If you just want to work Monday to Friday in the weekends, could that, could that be a, uh, and I'm sorry, Monday to uh, Friday in the mornings, um, can, does that exist? Sure, it exists. As a business owner, could you get a call later on in the afternoon? Sure. You know, or in the evenings? Absolutely. But do you have a key person in place to take those, those calls? So I think if you go in with that mindset of being open, that there is a, a specific and perfect franchise for you, put together that blueprint. You want to have additional things like a feel-good business, a, a business that does you know, good for the community. They exist. Write that down, and then we can review that list together. Yeah, absolutely. Great points. Great takeaways. All right. I have a free download that I've updated. This is a download that I created years ago because I've been talking about franchises for quite some time on the show, obviously, but I've updated it. And so that's available to everybody as a free download. If you just go to the howabusiness.com and go to the show notes page for this episode, you'll find it there. And it's my top four franchise benefits. And what it is, it's at a high level, and there's more things to consider than these four things. We've talked about some of these things here on this episode, but I've boiled it down to what I look at, and Giuseppe agrees with this, but of course there's more to it, but what I look at as the primary things to evaluate and consider from a benefit perspective, and they are these four things, and some of them are obvious, like the systems is number one, right? So we've been talking about what we've been calling you know, this business model, the business in the box, however you want to refer to it, it is those proven systems that is the heart of what I'm investing in as a franchisee. This company, these owners that started this have came up with an idea. They developed the business model. Hopefully they've proven it, obviously. Not, you know, it depends on how young the franchise is, but there's some level of proof that this works, that there's demand for this, that they know how to deliver this product or service. And I'm buying into that. So as we said, I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I don't have to go figure this out. Now it's not guaranteed, but the systems are there and systems is everything from the beginning process of helping me find a, a location that is more ideal to maybe even helping me negotiate the right lease to then getting me the right training initially to help me get ready to open my business to supporting me through the opening of the business. And then of course, the ongoing support that I'm going to expect from that business. That is at the heart of it, the system. Second is the brand. We've talked a little bit about that, the value of the brand. Now, again, depending on the franchise you're looking at, that might be stronger or weaker. That doesn't mean you don't pick that franchise because maybe you'll be the first in your geographic area and the brand doesn't have as much value yet but it could and eventually will. Mm -hmm. The key you're looking at is that collectively each franchisee contributes to building that brand. And that's the tremendous value there, but you need to evaluate that. The third one is leverage. And we've touched on that. You touched on that. For me, I learned this lesson early on Giuseppe with my first franchise, which was a pizza franchise. There is no way I could have bought cheese on my own as Henry's pizza at the incredibly discounted price that a system of 60 units was buying cheese at, right? right? So that was a huge leverage point. And then the fourth one, which you really helped me add to the list, this is the new one that I talk about in this download, which is what I call the network. And if we go back to my most recent experience in vetting a couple of different franchises, 
like you said, when you get to that point in the process where you're talking to existing franchisees, so much value there that you're looking at to make sure it's there in that particular franchise, but also it makes you realize that is another, I think, a hidden value of belonging and being part of a franchise. Of course, there's the systems. Of course, there's the brand. Of course, there's the potential leverage. But being able to lean on and get support from others who are doing and trying to do the same thing to me, because, you know, what I have found and I talk about often on this show is being a business owner can be isolating. You can feel like you're out on an island. There's not a lot of people you can talk to. But here you have a group of people that are trying to accomplish the same thing. And I think that is so invaluable. And that's one of the things I look for, Giuseppe, is a strong network of other franchisees that are supporting each other, that are looking out for each other. To me, that's invaluable. Absolutely. No, no, huge, huge benefits. And that's the, uh, as I call it, almost like a mastermind, right? Sharing it ideas, is, yep. what's working and yep. um, huge, huge benefit. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so make sure to get that download. Of course, you know, Giuseppe, uh, as he offers is the free initial right fit consultation. So take him up on that. Of course, you can schedule a free consultation with me as well. Giuseppe and I can work together to help you navigate, but certainly if you're thinking as a franchise right for me, or you're ready, then, then Giuseppe is the guy to call. He's my trusted partner for this. He's who I use and he is who I recommend to all of my clients and listeners. You also have the free ebook. So the book again is called Franchise Freedom, a new manifesto for your financial and time freedom. So that's a book that's available for free from Giuseppe. So take him up on that offer. And uh, then you can, you can go back to all of the previous episodes on my podcast, as well as on Giuseppe's podcast. You can listen to the recording of the workshop. My point is, Giuseppe, we, between the two of us, we have an incredible amount of resources that are free for people to continue educating themselves on. First, do, am I ready to start a business, as you said? And then secondly, is a franchise perhaps the right fit for me? And then, okay, where do I go next? Which is right. I need to talk to Giuseppe to take that next step, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, T take, take advantage of it. I always say, even if the timing isn't right or you don't feel like uh, the financials aren't there, take us up, uh, take me up on my offer and I can guide you. Maybe it's an introduction. Maybe it's, okay, you know, review these four podcasts in the book and let's touch base in six months. Let's put together a plan together about what the future looks like if the finance, if everything is in line and the financials aren't there, how do we get from A to B? You know, how do we get to that next point so we can have that conversation? So take take us up on on the offers. Um, you know, it's a, I think a huge benefit. I wish I wish I had this resource in the very beginning stages. So. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's just touch briefly on what I like to call hot trends. What's emerging? What's uh, what are segments? Uh, we're not going to talk about franchisee franchises specifically, but generally speaking, what's emerging? What are you seeing a lot of activity around as we go into the new year? Right. Yeah. There, there's obviously we want to get the, the the franchise based off of what you're specifically looking for. So um, as far as trends trends go, um, business coaching has always been uh, a big segment, uh, helping hmm. small businesses, especially during COVID pivot, change your business models, just, just stay in business in many cases. Um, but a big one that's been kind of on my mind, we've been talking quite a bit about is, is about mental health. 
And when you, when you talk about mental health, you don't, the first thing, at least for me is not franchising, but there are franchises out there that will help. They'll work with therapists, especially with the last couple of years and COVID and, you know, people have lost lives. People have been sick. People have lost their jobs. It's just been an extremely crazy and difficult time for, for many people. Yeah. You know, that's an health. example of, I would, I don't know that I would have thought, Oh, there's a franchise in <laughs> right. that space. Yeah. And it's, and it's, uh, you know, going back to your point before no experience needed in the space. It's where you, you know, take on experienced therapists, but there is a space, there is a, a niche for, you know, mental health, helping people get through these uh, challenging times. So that's been a, an industry that's growing like, uh, like crazy right now. Um, business coaching and, and the third would be, and there, there are many others, but home services have been big as people continue to work from home, converting bedrooms into offices, sheds into offices, or just, you know, being at home and noticing all the projects they need, anything in the home service space from mosquito spraying to painting to, you know, adding, as I mentioned, a home office or franchises that will actually add a home office into your, uh, current home. So home service has been exploding as well. Yeah. That makes sense because as you know, people learn during COVID and again, we get, we're busier and busier, both people, if you're married working. So that home services segment, I think is going to continue to be a, a one that's in demand. The, the pie keeps growing of available customers, I think in that segment. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Great. Thanks for sharing that. We'll, we'll wrap it up here. What, what's one thing I always like to end it with one thing, Giuseppe, from the conversation that we had, I guess maybe on the topic, I mean, we, we, we jumped around to a bunch of different topics, but if, if I had to give this conversation a theme, it was about, you know, some of the things to consider as to whether a franchise is right for me. So kind of with that in mind, what's one thing you want us to take away? Yeah. You know, and and again, franchising isn't for everyone. So I don't, I don't recommend franchising uh, or franchise to everyone. So I think the, the, the theme or, the one important thing that kind of covers a little bit of everything is figure out, you know, the end goal. So like our four step process, we reverse engineer. We don't look at franchises until the very end, right? It's, it's more of, let's figure out what you want, figure out what you want your life to be, what you're looking to accomplish is a business, even the right fit for you. But you know, business is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. There's stress, there's time commitment investment. So Figure out not how, but what you want your life to be uh, or look like, I should say. Uh, what is your why? You know, my why was to spend time with my kids and become a soccer coach. It had, it, money was important, but it was on the bottom of that list. Uh, figure out what, uh, what you want your life to look like. That's your why. That's kind of how you, your, your, your vision of, of what your future looks like. And then figure out how you're going to get there. Uh, or more importantly, who's going to help you to get there, which we talked about book recommendations, who, who, not how by Dan Sullivan's a book recommendation of mine, which I, I read last, uh, last uh, Christmas. And it was all about who can help you, you know, how and, and figuring things out. That's where people get lost. And then they end up giving up on their startup or their franchise search. But if you have a, a couple who's in place, people that can make the right connection, a referral partner, uh, I can help you obviously figure out if business ownership and franchise ownership is the right, uh, right fit. And then later on, um, you know, just because it's a franchise, just because there's support, you know, you still need a coach. And that's where Henry comes into place as well, helping you along the way. So the franchise will support you, 
there's always still a need for a coach as I hired a coach when I had my uh, first few franchises back in 2007. So yeah, especially somebody who's not directly involved, right? So correct. You need that third opinion sometimes. And, and it's outside, right? You're not that's part right. of the franchise or it's that's out right. of the industry. So I, I think that's invaluable. So figure out where you want to be. Don't worry about how you're going to get there. Um, and then figure out who can help you get to that place. My, I have helped multiple people save thousands of hours in franchise research to tell them they're not a good fit for franchising. Yeah. So instead of going down that path of maybe 10 years of research and those thousands of hours, maybe it was just a different job. Maybe it was a startup. Uh, or even directly. worse, if they don't have guidance from you, they might go down the path and actually invest in a franchise and then end up hating their life. And I, I've seen that. Yes. Not every franchise is, is, is built the same. I can't defend and say every franchise is built equally. It, right, it and it may not. not have nothing to do with the franchise. It has to do with you and Correct. what was the wrong fit for you, perhaps. Right. You saw, you saw the end product of how well everyone was doing, but exactly. didn't realize retail involved lots of turnover and, <laughs> exactly. and, 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 and lots dealing of with employees. the public and all yes. the good and bad that comes from that. Right. And it's uh, it's like, yeah, it's a holiday rushes and all that other fun stuff. So yeah, yeah it's working uh, weekends. Yeah. Yep. Weekends, holidays. I've, I was in the restaurant business, so I, I get it. So, um, so yeah, absolutely. So, so helping you, you know, and, and, you know, another thing, and I know you said one thing, but <laughs> when, when you do this, Talk to your family. You know, I, I you know my 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 first son wasn't born yet, so um, he was in my wife's belly. So you know, obviously, it was just my wife. But I was doing this for the my future family. For I have two kids now, but involve your family. If you're going to start a business, it's going to affect everyone. Don't don't be fooled where all right, I'm just going to work a lot of hours. If you're married, you know your spouse is going to affect them. If you have children, it's going to affect them. Even if you're not married, whoever you're with, it's going to affect girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever, whoever it is, it's going to affect everyone because you are going to be committed to that business. It's going to be a lot more hours. So just let everyone know, Hey, the first year, it's going to be a lot more hours. It's going to be a little bit more stressful than usual, but we're, this is the, this is the goal, the end goal. I'm doing this to free up my time to go on vacation more often to become a soccer coach. So uh, be honest, involve everyone. If I'm, if I'm speaking with one person, if it's the husband or the wife, I want to be speaking with both on those calls because both will be affected by that decision. So that's my, my advice. Um, it's very basic. It applies to lots of things, but I believe in, in keeping things uh, uh, simple, uh, basic, and right directly to the point. Yeah. Well said. Where, where do you want us to go online to learn more? Go right to the, to the website. So it's GG, my initials, the franchise guide, and uh, you will find under resources, my book, there's a podcast tab for the, um, for obviously for the, for the uh, 70 shows that we have uh, on the site right now. We just created a, a, I believe it's 30 video FAQ. Why use a franchising consultant? What's my fee? What's the best franchise for me? We covered essentially 30 of the top questions I get on a daily basis, all bundled for you. You can go right through them. It'd probably take you about an hour and go through probably your top 30 questions right, uh, right there on the site. Yeah. And if you, when you do connect with Giuseppe, just tell him you, you heard about him on the howabusiness.com. He takes care of everybody, but in particular, he'll, he'll make sure to, to take care of our listeners. And so just mention that if you, if you connect with him, he'll appreciate that. I'll appreciate that. Giuseppe, I appreciate you, our relationship, our partnership, your help for me personally as my consultant and uh, for coming back on the show and sharing all this knowledge. Absolutely. It was a pleasure, Henry. Um, hope you have a great holiday. If we don't, if we don't talk and looking forward to having you back on the show in the new year. Thank you.
This is Henry Lopez, and thanks for joining me on this episode of The How of Business. My guest today, again, was Giuseppe Grammatico. We release new episodes every Monday morning, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and at our website, thehowofbusiness.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information about our coaching programs, online courses, show notes pages, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.